Welcome to Paul.com Security Weekly, special edition, listener feedback, episode one. Yeah. I am your host, Paul Asadorian. And I am your co-host, Larry Pesci. And I am the human punching bag, Twitchy. Excellent. I've been punched so many times today. Mm-hmm. We've decided to, aside from punch Twitchy, we've decided to <laughs> read all of the listener feedback that we get during the week instead of mentioning it on the regular show. So pretty much whenever we feel like it, maybe once a month, maybe uh, once a month and a half. When it gets to enough. When it gets yeah. to enough, we're going we to dedicate an entire show to listener feedback. Let so us, let us, please let us know what you think about it. Do you want us to keep it included? Yeah. You know, we'll cut it down a little bit. Um, yeah. So... Let's get right into it. All right. Our first listener feedback comes from Eric. Eric says or asks, in a podcast, not sure which one, you briefly mentioned about using an actual hardware firewall gateway appliance rather than a software Linux distro or something. Not sure if that is what you meant, but this is an impression I got. My question was, I was thinking of using IP cop on a lower power budget as my firewall gateway. What are your concerns with doing this, and what are the downfalls with going with this route? IP Cop rocks, by the way. It does. I've heard very good things about IP Cop. My only concern is that if you're going to deploy this to a customer, what's going to happen is you're going to take in what you even say, uh, Eric, in the question is an older PC. <coughs> and that's where the concern from myself comes in, is that you're going to take this older piece of hardware, mm-hmm. which may be prone to failure, mm-hmm. and install it as this company's or this person's hardware uh, gateway firewall. And who's going to support it? Yeah, can you say right. support nightmare? When it fails, uh, they're going to lose internet access and they're going to call you. So if it fails at 2 in the morning, you know, you're going to get a call either at 2 in the morning or pretty early in the morning on a Saturday or weekend or a holiday and say, hey, we have no internet access because it's an older hardware gateway appliance. Right. Mm. So that's why we like uh, – it's an older PC. So that's why we like the appliance. I feel that they're less prone to failure. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really has anything to do with functionality because IP tables and IPFW certainly have just as much, if not more, functionality than many of the commercial firewalls available on the market. Agreed. See. And as we all agree... In fact, uh, WRT54G uses IP tables for its firewall. Exactly. Bingo. Exactly. So um, as we all agree, IP cop, fantastic firewall. IP tables, um, good stuff. IP tables, good stuff. IPFW, fantastic as well. IPFW and IP tables can also be deployed in a layer two scenario as well. So they're both very flexible mm-hmm. and can meet or beat the requirements and functionality of um, uh, the, enterprise the, plants. Right. Now, let me let me sort of couch this a little bit. If you're going to put it on a Linux box, um, make sure you secure the Linux box appropriately, shut down uh-huh. unnecessary services, right. you know, the, the standard Linux fare, um, harden it, etc. In fact, just have SSH open. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, all you need. Uh, and only on your internal interface? Yep. Um, run something like Bestial Linux if you if it, at all possible if you're comfortable with that. Um, make sure the box is good and hardened. And if you're gonna if you're good and gonna do something like this at home, it's a great learning experience. Um, my my suggestion from my personal opinion, yes, you're gonna have something good and hard. Okay, so so my my opinion is uh, do something like this. Great experience. Play with it. Use it. Learn how it works. Larry, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <and> I- <laughs> come on, man. You know? if, if you tell me one more time to play with a box, I'm just leaving the podcast. Just right? Stop it. All right. Uh, no, but, ne- let, me, let me finish. Finish up, Larry. Ha- no sexual references. <laughs> for, your, for your home firewall, great idea. Learn about it. Have your hardware, like, you know, single-use appliance on hand, so if you screw it up, you can put this in real quick. Um, mm-hmm. I have my single-use box on hand at all times in case I screw it up. That's good. That's good. Okay. You know, you need that kind of stuff. So Rob writes in, 
Um, the subject of this email was, you guys are the shiznit. I like it already. I don't think I got this one. Hope this makes it to you. I'm taking a stab at an email address. Hey, man, I met Twitchy at Sandsfire. He said, (laughs) I can hit you up for a Singress book. What's the deal with that? You give books away. Sign me up. (laughs) Paul, I just got to tell you, I kind of told everybody who came up to me after I gave away my two books to just email you for a book. Now you tell me. (laughs) No, I also told him maybe he'll give you one. It depends. so. So if you participate in the question of the week, there's a good chance you could win a book. Uh, unless you give me something really compelling that makes me want to send you a book because, you know, it takes a lot of time for me to get the book, mail you the book, you know, all that kinds of stuff, get your address. Anyway, just want to say hi. He loves the show. Twitchy absolutely crushed this day six of the hack challenge. Um, <laughs> I sure let's did. see. I'm sure we'll are about it. Your listeners, my opinion is Sands is the best training out there. Um, and keep up the good work and take care. And by the way... Um, he wants a t-shirt even though he tried to send an iTunes comment but couldn't. In any case... Mm-hmm. What was his name? Rob. I think... Yeah, I, me- I remember him. Rob. Good man. You know, I think you should give him a t-shirt and you know or a book. Rob. You know Rob. Rob, send us your email mm-hmm. address. Send us your uh, mailing address rather and we'll send you something. Or come see us at Sands Las Vegas and we'll give you free stuff. Yep. Alright, Paul, I got one right here. You um, just go right ahead for that. On our continuing saga of RFID chip implanting for yours truly, um, Jim S. sends over some uh, information on some of the stuff we talked about in the podcast today about the uh, cloning a human implanted RFID chip um, at Hope. And uh, he says, uh, I may want to wait a bit before getting chipped. And uh, thank you. I do appreciate your concern. And uh, thank you very much. But I do not want a Vera chip. Thank you very much. Larry's being picky about his chip. Yep, I sure am. I am picky. I had a um, Pringles implanted in me. Uh, I digested it. It uh, (laughs) It tasted pretty good. uh, It tasted pretty good. Actually, I just uh, had a uh, dog snack. A popcorn. (laughs) You did. I just had a popcorn. (laughs) I bet Twitchy five bucks. I said, if you you eat this dog snack, which is labeled popcorn, it's actually peanut butter flavored. Popcorn. It's called pop, not popcorn, popcorn. I I I eat popcorn. I said, I'll give you five bucks. He looked at it. He took one. He ate it. And he goes, where's my five bucks? (laughs) I said, oh my God. (laughs) Don't ask me to eat. Don't challenge. Don't pay me to eat. Shit, Just okay? remember, this, two of the ingredients in there are yellow number two and brown number nine. Those two together create a violently, you know, <laughs> I can't wait for if work tomorrow. If she drops off this Listen to Feedback <laughs> podcast, you'll know why. Mm-hmm. So Wesley, that, would be, that would be an amazing feat of human fecal matter that would be. <laughs> So Wesley writes in about the insider-outsider threat. So the big question is, yeah. where are people getting the idea that 80% of all threat, risk, attack, whatever some clueless is talking about us is internal? Obviously, someone stated at this time in the past, and people have latched onto it, repeated it, modified it, twisted it into fit their needs, and spread it to others. To validate or debunk it, however, we have to figure out where it started, which nobody seems to remember or study anymore. But alas, he says, I think I found it. I've been studying Ooh. with a PhD, uh, studying with a group for PhD qualifying exams here at Mississippi State, and yesterday I led the group through the first set of slides for security class, which was one of the subjects in the test based on. And ran across a slide that did break down of economic loss between internal, 84%, and external, 16%. Now, loss is different from 
attack. Yep. And we'll, I'll make sure we, we clarify that. Yeah, it's easier to um, steal money and property when you're internal. We'll get that. We'll get, we'll get that, that sounded like a lot like 80% of the magic number people will throw around. So um, there was no citation, but I resigned myself to Google. He provides a link. Uh, CSRC.nist.gov uh, was the website. Um, so basically, I think what we want to take away from uh, Wesley's comments is there's a difference between quantifying loss mm-hmm. and number of attacks. Correct. Uh, and I think we even differentiated between the types of attacks. So first, let's let's take the insider threat. What people refer to as insider threat. Singers has a book, Insider Threat. Mm-hmm. And there are a number of ways to look at an insider threat. And there are a number of different... There's another book, and if you listen to the uh, Splitcast 11 or 12, uh, they interview another author of an insider threat. Insider threat is someone who is employed by your organization, takes it upon themselves to do bad things to your organization. Mm-hmm. Steal data, leak secrets to your competition. You know, that can be very damaging. Also, someone who wants to go on the inside of your network who already has credentials like an employee mm-hmm. and start hacking away at your network, yep. they're going to cause cause far more damage being an insider than they are if you're an outsider, outsider trying to get in without credentials. Mm-hmm. So the... Um, I think the probability that you're going to incur more damages from an insider threat is, you know, is much higher. I I want to throw out my little take on what could be considered an insider threat. Stupidity is an insider Mm -hmm. threat. Ah, very good. And they talk about that in the multiple publications on insider threats, Larry. Mm -hmm. So you have, uh, say, a population of five or 6,000 users, some of them not necessarily computer savvy. Oh, it says this website that the certificate doesn't match. Okay. Okay, here's my credit card number. There's no cure for stupidity, and that can be considered an inside threat. Yes, there is. It's called poison. A little chlorine. And I mean poison the band or limousine. So, okay. 18 Oh, sorry, that's Skid Row. row. (laughs) (laughs) Ugly Cat writes in. Man, Paul. where am I getting? I'm not getting any of these. I just, P- I keep, you know, anytime a legitimate email comes into PSW, it's usually <laughs> feedback. <laughs> yeah. They're few and far between. The ratio <laughs> of legitimate right. to illegitimate emails to our accounts is like, like 100,000 to, to one. Yeah, I can't and believe I, it. I do you the know? same thing, and I put them in a specific f- I do that too. Folder. I have a folder called Show Feedback, and that's what I'm reading from. So Ugly Cat writes in, wow. Paul, it was nice to meet you at the Aruba event. As I mentioned, I was in Aruba Users Is conference. he a Rhode Islander? PSW uh, at paul.com.com. Who, who came to that? thing. I don't People know. from everywhere? Yeah, people from everywhere. Wow. Um, he says it was nice to meet you and uh, I'm subscribing to your podcast and currently listen to Security Now with Steve Gibson and Leo. Hopefully he realizes that we are more sane than um, or Steve insane Gibson. as the case may or be. Or insane than Steve Gibson, whatever the case may be. Yep. To Refer to episode 37 for our tribute to Steve Gibson. Yes. Thank you, Ugly Cat. It was nice meeting you as well. Mm-hmm. I think um, right. Alex has written in about Larry getting tagged. Was this Larry getting owned? Owned. Oh. Uh, he wanted to say the podcast is excellent. Thank you very oh, much. Is this, it's uh, nice yeah. to hear a bunch of hackers enjoying themselves. And yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> I um, eat popcorn. He says he played with Core Impact. It does rule, and wish he could afford it. So, so doesn't everyone. To mm-hmm. Core Impact, maybe you need to reevaluate your pricing structure because we get that feedback a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep, it, but if you can afford it, it is a fantastic product, and they right. do they do have some some little bit different pricing models depending on how you right. work. And um, I heard one of their salespeople sits when he pees, but that's just what I heard. What? I, I think Whoa. it's a master. Oh no, we love Mike. Thanks, Mike. 
Uh, Larry wants to get tagged. Well, this mate of mine has done it. Perhaps this site will be of use. Mm-hmm. And he provides a link for you, Larry. Yep. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, he has detailed the process, including videoing the implanting of the RFID tag, which we just talked about on yep. a previous episode. That if Larry does get um, an RFID tag implanted, that we wanted to video it and put it on the show. Uh, kind of cool, but it looks painful. You haven't obviously seen any of yeah. other Larry's piercings, so uh, yeah. having an RFID I felt one today. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you bastard. <laughs> anyway, just to let you know, it's a you, sneaky move. You have British listeners, and we could introduce you to British generosity. Or uh, now uh, I'll use the polite term: forget it, just beer. Well, we'd love to come cool. to England and have beer. Maybe someday we'll all travel to England when we're rich and famous mm. and do a live show. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm allowed into Britain. <laughs> I don't think they allow Twitchy into Britain. Uh, again, I have, you know, Alex, thanks. Uh, I haven't had a chance to test it out. It is in my, one of my folder to follow up on. I do want to check it out. Um, again, my problem, really, the big deal is getting a hold of a tag that I can and use and that's not proprietary. Holy crap, it's a crapple. Oh, so Paul, you're going to love this one. Pull the pillow. <laughs> and that, that would keep me quiet for a whole night. Due to the earthquake in the area you are calling, your call cannot be completed at this time. Please try your call later. 045T. Jack writes in. Yeah. Now, see, if I was really cruel. Jack I, Ryan? No, I'd name my child Jack. Jack Jack, Jack Asador. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh now. I'm like, yeah, I heard it all my life. Okay. Anyway, uh, thanks for the great show. It really helps during my miserable commute each week. I often find myself cracking up while listening to the show. Hey, Thank you, you know, that's part of our goal. <laughs> I is you said to smoking crack while you listen to well, the show. Well, that's another podcast. Not a prerequisite, anyway. but certainly helpful. That's right. <laughs> that's right. We sound way better when you're wasted. I recently <laughs> attended the Sands Fire Conference in Washington, D.C. and learned a ton of really cool stuff. I took 508 Systems Forensics and Investigation and Response and highly recommend it to everyone. Um, Rob Lee from Mantech was awesome. Awesome. He yeah, is a very uh, smart individual. Uh, Larry, you took have, the class have, with Rob. I have okay. my GCFA silver. Did I, I miss do. this guy? Did I uh, meet this guy? His, his Chinese... Oh, well, I'm sorry. Rob Lee's Chinese name. Do you know how you do that? No. You take your... Wobbly. Lob Ri. You take your first and last name and you reverse the initials. Lob so I'd, I'd be Perry Leshy. I don't even know what I... I don't want to even say. I don't think I can say what I'd be on the air. <laughs> all pa- all Pesadorian. <laughs> how about me? Um, while I was down there, I met up with the infamous Twitchy. <laughs> right as I introduced, he pulled out Dick a hack Patrillo. naked sticker <laughs> and ran out from behind him and said, here's a sticker. And told me how he tossed a pile on the table and people had been watching. Right at that moment, this older woman walked by, picked up a sticker, and continued to walk away. Yes! Twitchy whipped, whipped out, out his camera phone and attempted to take her picture <laughs> as she gave us the stunned deer in headlights look. I'm not sure if he caught the look in the picture, but I'd love to see if he did. Also, thanks for Twitchy for the sweet... Uh, f- also, let me rewind. Also, thanks to Twitchy for the free Singress book and core swag. I am now the envy of all my co-workers. I uh, um, probably gave him a light-up pen, which makes you the envy of all your co-workers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was nothing, a good guy. I remember him now. Oh, he even says, nothing like attending an engineering meeting with a cool flashing pen that distracts everyone from the topic at hand. <laughs> 
Jack, we're glad you're making good usage of the light up pen from <laughs> yes. Core Security Technology. Yes. And if you go check out Meg Magazine, they have other uses for light up pens. If you guys have some free time while you're down here in Vegas, which will be yes. Black Hat Sands and DEF CON, yes. look me up. We'll uh, cruise over to the Hoffa Brew House. Hoffa House. Hoffa House. Ho- off with the Bra House. Or something and grab some beers. Thanks, yes. Jack. I, I got lunch with this guy, and he's a good man. Jack, so, drop me, drop us an email at psw@paul.com, uh, com, and I'm going to be at Black Hat and DEF CON next week. Yeah, let's get together. Get the hook up. The the invitation is standing for any listeners. Hunt me down, the tattooed freak with the Hawaiian shirts or the guy in the core booth with the tattoos. See, I'm just going to start going to security conferences as a tattooed freak with Hawaiian shirts just to get free beer now. Sweet. I can't wait to go to Vegas because I'll be sleeping in Larry's tub filled with ice with my kidneys missing. (laughs) Hey, you got got to make the bills meet somewhere. (laughs) Uh, Our next email comes from Too Geeky. Never too geeky? Never too geeky. I've been listening since November-ish, and I love the show. Uh, thank you very much. I have a question for you. Millworm, that's M-I-L-W-0-R-M.com. Do you know of any other sites like Millworm that post proof of concept code? FCERT does. FCERT does, but you have to pay enormous it. amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, PacketStormSecurity.com would be another one that I frequent to get exploits. There have been so many sites in the past that have posted exploits. Um, you know, Millworm's Twitchy, great. Yeah, I no. mean, sort of the, Twitchy uh, and Larry remember, and many others remember the, the flood of other sites that um, post exploits and um, have since stopped. Yep. So, another great Millworm one, is the best another, one so far. Another good one from time to time is uh, the Full Disclosure, yeah. full disclosure full Mailing disclosure List. List, bug track mailing list, also very good. Uh, full disclosure sometimes gets off on like rants and sometimes, yeah, a lot of the time. Anyway, how about all the time? Okay. So, slogan Too Geeky says, I do not remember if you had a slogan yet or something similar, but has uh, has a slogan for us. You ready for the I slogan? Li- I do like this. This is good. Paul.com Security Weekly because penetration is more than skin deep. Boy, don't I know it. <laughs> Did Larry say this once? Maybe. Would that be a three or lower on the vulgarity scale? I think so. I'm not sure. Uh, well, I we just we said it, so hey. Guess you what? Know, it's it is on the now. podcast. It is now. I like it. Fahad. How we doing, guys? We doing okay? We're doing good. Sort of, am I overwhelming you with the listener feedback? We're okay. good. We're uh, good. Fahad yeah. writes in. Uh, but let me comment real quick. Go ahead. Um, Fahad is a listener in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Wow. We have worldwide listeners here on Paul.com Security Weekly. Can I say awesome? Okay. That's freaking cool. Okay. So Fahad writes in, question about a Wi-Fi card. Dear Paul, Larry, and Twitchy, I've been listening to your podcast for a while and like it a lot. Thank you. I bought a Cineo. Ingenious. Uh, NUB362 is a 200 milliwatt USB Wi-Fi card with an Atheros AR5005UX chipset. Cool. The problem is I could not use it under Linux since mad Wi-Fi drivers do not support USB cards. Probably not. Do you know of any driver that can help me run this card in monitor mode under Linux so that I can use it with AirCrack? Not off the top of my head. Unfortunately, if I had my laptop in front of me, I'd Google it for you in three seconds. But unfortunately, no. I bet you you can. I guarantee you you can. Why Possible. Um, I'll tell you what. We'll make a blog posting if we find out exactly. any information yep. about it. We Absolutely. will post it to the paul.com.com blog. Absolutely. Regards Fahad in Saudi Arabia. Thank you. Very Sorry, I couldn't answer your question right away. We will research your question and get back to you. Yeah. We don't know everything. We don't. James writes in, the subject, Twitch exploit. He says, 
Just a small niggle. Twitch. Just a small niggle. The Sounds exploit, like a personal problem to me, Nick. The exploit isn't called... <laughs> oh, no. The exploit isn't called KMod Ptrace, but Ptrace KMod.C, and is available in the exploit tree from securityforest.com. And I only have to say this to him. Whatever. <laughs> KMod Ptrace, Ptrace KMod. Whatever. Again, we do appreciate all of the times you catch us up, and we will correct. Yes, them. yes. and thank you for correcting me. Thank you for correcting us, because that is people probably were searching it in reverse, right. and could we will it. refund one hundred percent of the money you paid for this podcast. <laughs> but again, thank you, and we do appreciate. Yes, to all yes, listeners. we do. Okay, my Petrus. Petrus. All right, Paul. This one is really up up your alley. Mark. Yeah. Writes in wire card for Mac recommendation. Oh. I think it's a wireless car. I think that's what he means. Yeah. Guys, I'm not going to lie. I feel a little funny after eating that popcorn. <laughs> You're starting to feel warm inside? I need to get that pizza in me real quick. Yeah. Is your little crayon coming out? A little lipstick? Hey, now. Hey, now. Paul, huge fan of the show. Please keep up the great work. Hey, what well, about Larry? You know, it's not just me. It's Larry Twitchy. You know, it's the Paul.com family, the Paul.com crew. And what Andy. Did we say? And We're Andy. Say, and Andy, and, you know, yeah. Dave Cool, and Dave there's, cool. there's the Paul.com La Cosa Nostra, so to speak, to use the Rhode Island. Whoa, I'm using Italian now. He's from <laughs> Rhode Island. He has Italian words in his vocabulary. You have to in order to get Wicked dinner on the, cool. on the Federal Hill, I guess. Wicked pizza. Wicked pizza. <laughs> So Mark asked, can you make a recommendation for a wireless card that will work in a PowerBook G4 looking for something compatible with the popular wireless hacking apps? Well, Mark, do we have a deal for you? (laughs) Because Paul spent this morning working on a presentation where I was researching some of the newer software and tools available for wireless hacking on OS X. And let me tell you, you, I can sum it up in uh, two words. It sucks. It sucks. Big time. Uh, if you want to do wireless hacking, go get a laptop, put Linux on it, and do your wireless hacking in Linux. However, if I have to make a recommendation, you can get a Prism 2 chipset card, like from Netgate.com, mm-hmm. put it in your PowerBook G4. You can run Kismac and do some war driving. And have lots of crashes. And uh, Well, if you do just war driving, it'll stay stable. If you try and okay. do anything else, like packet reinjection, web cracking... Or any of those other things, it's going to crash. Mac OS X was built for your grandma. It wasn't built to hack wireless networks. It really wasn't. I use my cane. And ever since they won't let you compile in your own wireless drivers, you're kind of editing. Anyway, so um, that's my recommendation. Prism 2 uh, wireless card and um, Kismac if you want to do war driving. My other recommendation is... How about one for USB that might be compatible with the MacBook Pro? Don't know. Okay. Don't know. Fair enough. I haven't moved to the MacBook Pro because here's the reason. PCMCIA slot, and with uh, without a PCMCIA slot, I can't use my Verizon e-video card. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, I'm stuck on a PowerBook um, until they either come out with a new Express PCI or PC card or whatever it is in the new PowerBook. Or a USB to PCMCIA converter. I just want to tell and everybody out there, Larry, you can do this too. If you have Verizon e-video... Uh-oh. Dog's, dog's barking. Dog's if barking. you have Verizon EVDO... You can do wireless ad hoc and then use IP tables to forward all your traffic out the EVDO. And then I set a web key and then all my friends, Brandon and Will, ad hoc to me, set their gateway as me. And then we're on the train. They were using my EVDO connection wirelessly. It was really hot. That just came to mind. It's a really cool trick. Okay. Let's pause for a minute. Anyway. Um, what was I going to say? So, if you're looking to do 
wireless hacking on the Mac platform, mm. my suggestion, compile Kismet, and I have not got this working yet, but compile Kismet in a drone configuration, mm-hmm. so your driver is drone, install drone on a WRT54G or some other, I mean, I yeah. just, you know, WRT54G is nice because it's small, you can carry it with you, you can make a battery pack for uh, it. Let, let me correct you real quick here, you want to do a Kismet server on your laptop. Not a drone. Not yeah, a drone, the drone goes on the WRT. The drone goes on the WRT54G. Okay, but if it's a laptop, you can use the Kismet server. Correct. Okay. So, do one of those two things, and then connect to the drone or the server, and be able to use Kismet on, on your Mac. And if That's you the use, closest you can get. If you use new core code, um, I don't know if this works on the Mac, but uh, it'll actually f- like tunnel the packets, as it, and it'll make it as if the interface is on your laptop, even though it's remote. Yep. Right. It's really cool. Very, very Sexy. cool. Sexy. Very sexy. Mm-hmm. Jeff writes in, I'm curious to know your opinion on hamachi mm, with tasty. regards to network security. Mm-hmm. Very tasty. Love spicy hamachi maki <laughs> rolls. Very good. The functionality, if it provides, is attractive, particularly for remote management. And he provides a link to hamachi. The only experience I have with You can hamachi- download hamachi? <laughs> I'll do that any day. Does it come out of my PCMCA slot? The only experience I have with hamachi, other than the, obviously the sushi, is um, Steve Gibson's Security Now podcast explanation of it, which really made my brain hurt and didn't help me to understand it in the least. Who's this guy? I never heard of him. Anyway. It does look pretty cool from, it does. from what I've seen. But now, your traffic goes through their servers. So well, you can pay so that it doesn't. Okay. They're, I'm okay. sorry. You have to pay for it if it doesn't. Right. If you're going to use this, I suggest you pay for that if it doesn't, just because I'm really mm-hmm. paranoid, as is Twitchy, as is Larry, as mm-hmm. is most security professionals. Right. I'm not paranoid. And if your data is going through someone else's server, who knows what they're doing with it? And, and if they're not doing anything with it, if someone hacks into their servers, right. yep. Debian, Debian development servers, someone's other nefarious hacker can be doing something with your data. So. Right. And also, what happens when that server goes down? Ah, very good. Or oh, no. it gets denial of service because oh, no. it pisses someone off, right? Yep. All right, uh, Mark Stone. Which one of you guys is going to DefCon? That would be me. Um, have you been before? No, I am unfortunately a DefCon virgin. You're a con virgin. You're a conversion. Pop, you're gonna pop your DefCon cherry. I am. Alrighty. Anyway. Okay. A conversion. We've got more feedback on uh, putting an RFID chip in Larry. We're just going to have to do that (laughs) on the show so we stop getting feedback. I'm going to implant the WRT54G access point and a lead-acid battery in Larry's cavities. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just going to walk around with 200 milliwatts of uh, Wi-Fi coming out of him. Do I get a say in this? Do we? Can you? Nope. We're going to run a contest. What can we implant in Larry? <laughs> a lot of chip, WRT54G, Prism 2 USB wireless card. Okay. And we're going to let the listeners vote, Larry. And whatever the listeners choose, you have to succumb to let them implant it inside you. Can we at least take me out to dinner first? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Thank every. I, you know, we thank all the listeners for providing us feedback. Um, with you know helping Larry out to get us our RFID chip. When we find an RFID, RFID chip for Larry, we will videotape it. We're going to release a video podcast for it and mm-hmm. talk all about it, and then um, clone Larry's RFID chip. We're going to hack Larry basically on the right. show. So right, <laughs> it, may, it may take some time. You know, it may be a multi-part segment and that type of stuff because it probably won't happen right away. Um, but again, I'm looking for something that's standard based that will work with some of the readers at RFIDtoys.com. Um, some of the great stuff is a Hi-Tag S2048. Um, it's a little glass implantable chip. It's got 2K of memory on it. I want an RFID in the whites of my eye. I think that'd be really cool. That'd be hot. They can, so anyway, they can do implantation in the whites of your eye. I know. That does it for listener feedback. Um, 
please send us a We'll take audio feedback. Yeah. Uh, you can send us an MP3 file. You can leave a Skype voicemail. Can I leave feedback? You can. Uh, <laughs> you're on the show. You can't leave feedback. Twenty is so awesome. You can email us. PSW at Paul.com.com. Skype ID, Paul.com, P A U L D O T C O M. Skype number 401 Um Yeah, snail mail. Beer is always accepted. Paul.com Security Weekly, P.O. Box 860, Greenville, Rhode Island, 02828. And send me popcorn because I mysteriously, for some reason, really want it right now. And let us know what else you want implanted inside of Larry. We may do some experience right after the experiments, right after the podcast. You can. I'm going to eat pizza. <laughs> do you want to implant some pizza? I, I'll eat in my pizza. mouth. <laughs> in my mouth. That'll be hot. I want an RFID in my in my tooth. I'm about to drill, put it in. Oh, that'd be disgusting. Yeah. I Remember the last dentist. time you went to the dentist and got your teeth drilled? Yeah. You whine you in the Sure, you want to have an RFID tag in your tooth? I don't want that. Hey, my tooth's doing really good, by the way. Paul. I'm so glad. Isn't we, it? we have a very similar filling. Here. I know. I know. Maybe we can take the filling out and put it off by DJ. That's what I'm thinking! (laughs) Oh, thanks for listening! RFID, not just for breakfast anymore. (laughs) GRC makes me want to smoke crack. Falling off the internet, it's never coming back. GRC makes me want to get high. Can't understand him no matter how I try. GRC makes me want to drink. Why does Steve really have to stink? Shields up and discombobulator. Redesign your website and do us all a favor. Steve Gibson must be smoking crack. Asked him a question and never wrote us back.